0: This podcast is part of Circus Voices, brought to you by Circus Talk, the world's only online platform exclusively for the circus sector. Circus Talk's mission has always been to give a voice to the circus sector and to provide information and resources to everyone. This mission is called into action now more than ever, so Circus Talk is offering a COVID response page on their site and 60% off for their annual pro membership if you use the coupon code COVID19 yearly.
1: Welcome to Monkey See, Monkey Discuss. Exploring circus trends and tropes one topic at a time. You're listening to The Witchy Tones of Rosie (laughs) and Ruby. We're two circus practitioners and performers who also run a podcast. It's called Not My Monkeys, which you can find on all your usual platforms for listening to your podcasts like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We work, live, and study circus, so we're here to give you some thoughts on a circus topic every month. And what are we going to be thinking about today, Ruby?
0: Today we're looking at technology. Mm. So we're going to talk about some of the newest and most complicated things that are going to influence and affect circus as we see it today. But how, why, and importantly, what?
1: What? Ooh. (laughs) We're not exactly going to be looking at new props or inventions in the circus world. We're just trying to open up a discussion about how advances in technology affect the world and therefore could be used in circus. Uh, for example, like how projectors and electric lights and motorbikes and cars were all incorporated into some of the very first circuses as gimmicks, like when they, that technology was invented. So if we were to think of things today that were that new and exciting technology, we'd be looking at things like drones and lasers and AI and blah, blah, things like that.
0: Yeah, so I think one of those ways in particular that we were looking at is how we can replace animals in circus with things like holograms like people have projections of elephants and horses and like made of lasers
1: (laughs) yeah that is this is such a cool topic if you're listening to this and you're not like at your chillest mind openedness vibe then you need to get on that level right now like you need to be ready for us to throw some hypothetical situations at you that's make you gonna go, damn, like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not gonna answer any questions today. We're just gonna no. throw them out there for you to think about.
1: <laughs> so one of the one of the things, Ruby, that I'm like, oh, that's such a cool bit of technology. Oh yeah. But that has been already a little bit incorporated into Circus is lasers. Yeah, there's definitely
0: been people that do laser manipulation or like whole bits of laser shows.
1: Mm, Yeah, put your hand up if you've ever seen like a trad circus show that had like a laser act where some guy holds a stick like a lightsaber and it's supposed to be like a laser show thing and you kind of get blinded every three minutes as like the lasers shoot round the ring and you're like, (laughs) I've never seen, I
0: don't think I've seen lasers in any more contemporary circus, always in like trad circus and big tops. Oh, actually, apart from oh, go on. um, Empress Star who does an act. Uh, she does like hexagon or aerial hoop. Well, actually, different types of aerial but basically she does it pretty much naked or in quite small clothing but then she has a butt plug which has got a laser coming out of it and That's pretty much the whole act, but I think it's I like how you like
1: that's pretty much the whole act right there. (laughs) Like like as if it needs more.
0: (laughs) No, I mean yeah, you're you're doing the most already if you've got a laser butt plug in, I think.
1: (laughs) Cool. So that's one inventive way of using lasers in circus. I'm thinking like we probably should use more lasers. (laughs) <laughs> I'm
0: thinking we should use more lasers, <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys. I'm putting it out there. Why aren't we more? Why, why aren't we using lasers more? Do you know what
0: I haven't seen, which they should definitely do, is you know in films, spy films especially ones designed for children, mm. have a scene where they have to navigate through some la- lasers by doing mm. acrobatics and stuff. You could totally put that <gasps> in a circus show. That's a way of putting it into a circus skill.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like, now, this I don't think this is using actual proper lasers, it's not, um, but the show mm. um do, where they have, like, projection mapping and stuff, which we will talk a little bit more about in a minute, but, like, regarding that laser idea you're talking about, there is a bit when, like, strings or straight lines of light, like, kind of do that spiderwebby effect, and, you know... They're kind of there. I think people use lasers as like a visual thing. Like they have them as lights at the side of the stage to like yeah. highlight things. No one's actually like incorporating lasers into their like outfits or their props or like their trapeze swinging trapeze rig or anything. Yeah, I've definitely I've definitely seen them
0: more as a complementary feature. But it's funny because a lot of these things are now becoming sort of an act in themselves. So like the animal ones, mm. I think they often don't have actual performers as well. They just have, this is the bit where you're looking at the elephant hologram.
1: All oh, right. right. Okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about what it is that you're talking about because yeah. there is a German circus um, that uses holographic elephants and circus animals so they are against using animals in circus just like you and me ruby we don't like to see animals used made to perform yeah um but they sort of found their way around it by creating incredibly realistic images 3d in the circus ring using light so is that like if if we can do that and it becomes believable and it's of a high enough quality you then start to think how on earth are you going to be able to defend having real animals in the ring because a lot of people claim that one of the best things is just getting to see the animals like you know oh it's nice to see elephants and have their presence or it's nice to see a zebra or a tiger yeah and as soon as you offer them a hologram that is of high enough quality then you're like well there you go you've just seen it like everything else that you stand for has kind of fallen through a little bit so
0: yeah yeah and the the thing is, as well, that with Trad Circus, often mm. a big part of the way that they market things and the way that they like develop is to be the circus with the new thing, with the new technology, the new like big gimmick that's going to draw people in. Right, yeah, exactly. And actually, that's a way to do that. That's a way to get people to come because they want to see. They've never seen a hologram of a... Is hologram definitely the right word?
1: Yeah. Mm. So Soleil like have used holograms and stuff to do things, and now this company has just used it like to eliminate the need for real animals and it must be like I know it's a bigger payoff at first like you must have to pay a lot for those like that design but in the end it must end up being quite a bit cheaper than to like keep and feed and look after like a herd of elephants yeah I mean come on for sure so much cleaner as well (laughs) (laughs) and
0: they don't smell (laughs) another cool way that people are using or talking about using technology for circus, is VR.
1: Virtual reality.
0: So I don't know how much it's actually been put into practice yet, but I definitely have heard conversations with people talking about the idea of being able to put on the VR, and then that means that you can actually kind of experience the circus first hand so you could be walking on the tight wire or you can Mm. see it from the perspective of the juggler which i thought was really cool if you
1: want to feel see what it feels like to keep like yeah seven clubs in the air stand right between the hands of the juggler who's doing it and look up and you'll see how fast everything's moving and like it's kind of a really interesting like learning perspective of circus as well so that's pretty cool
0: yeah and it means you get to experience something that you wouldn't necessarily get to otherwise which is pretty cool
1: exactly and vr is is not going anywhere like um, VR is becoming more and more popular and more and more tech companies are like putting money into it. It's a lot of people like dismissed it at first, but I think, you know, enough big industries. And when I'm talking in media about big industries, I mean the gaming industry and the porn industry. They're the two big industries. If they back something like mm. it's getting made, <laughs> like there's no, there's no way out of it.
0: Yeah. It's um interesting that thing of um, mm-hmm. VR enabling people to like have an experience that they wouldn't necessarily get to otherwise we when we were doing some research and i was looking at robots and things there was a Mm -hmm. robot in japan um where someone who um, had really limited mobility was able to get a job in a restaurant (gasps) where basically they could control a robot (laughs) from Ah. their house um which is really cool I mean I guess it's quite capitalist of like you need to be earning and getting a job but mostly it seems like it was quite wholesome
1: no but it's letting them experience part of life that they would be physically limited in yeah and it
0: it meant that they were getting all this personal interaction Mm. with people and getting to have conversations and be out and about in the world Mm -hmm. um which yeah is that's pretty amazing that's
1: really cool
0: So just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Circus Talk. During this pandemic, Circus Talk has unleashed a new feature. So in their events section, um, they're helping artists and companies get paid for their work. So whether you're running classes, putting on a show or a live stream, you can basically sign up, whether you have a basic or a free membership, and you can sell your tickets or you can collect pay-what-you-can donations. And it's via PayPal ticketing. So they help to promote those shows and classes for you on social media. It's a great tool to expand your audience beyond your own personal network and social media followers.
1: Uh, yeah, so the what you just said about someone who is physically unable, like so they they maybe can't move from neck down or something and then they get to like control a robot and move around in the real world and like they, they maybe like get to see things that they wouldn't get to go and go and see. is really cool. I think that's so nice. Uh, and that's kind of like, a really um, positive and beautiful way of looking at robots and sometimes people look at robots and they put them into like this class of they're taking our jobs and stuff like that um, but uh, you find that like in Japan there's a lot of um, thought and like ideas about robots that are more about like caring and building relationships so they have a lot of uh, tutor robots or teacher robots or nanny robots or companions even so they're just like they sent a robot into space with a guy to keep him company because you know that's what robots are for just to keep you company and it's oh, a really that's sweet. it is so sweet and i really like the idea that they have that They, in particular, uh, have taken that kind of stance on robots because Mm. it actually comes from an element of Japanese religion. So, if you think about the Shinto teachings, which say that man made objects can contain spirits and, like, have what we would deem as, like, a soul, if you will, um, does that mean that, like, robots, because they're objects, they could technically have a little human soul inside them? And that just suddenly gives them, like, I don't know, so much more presence and people kind of want them more in their communities. And I think that just has given a new angle on thinking about robots. I really like that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And we were talking about, yeah, if you made a circus entirely out of robots, <laughs> when does it stop being circus? And I suppose maybe in Japan more so than maybe here, people would be like,
1: well, yeah, that's that's
0: still performers with a soul. Yeah. And
1: I don't know enough about... Um, how it's represented in that religion and how it is um how far it goes in a way like if the man made object can be operated does that mean that the soul can operate it or is it still technically on like a kind of automated response like a robot i'm really not sure but it does just give you a bit i think it's interesting because it gives people an insight as to why maybe robots are a little bit more popular over there and why they also, like, fund it and have a lot more robots. They have, like, policeman robots and things like that. So, you know, they're very into, like, robots being a big part of the community and helping rather than just being, like, an arm that puts a door on a car or, you know, or flies a military drone or (laughs) has a gun attached to it, you know. (laughs) It's interesting because I I
0: definitely have a bit of a, like, um, anticipation around around that. Like, the idea of, like, police robots sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> we don't need to
1: open that box right now about, like, police robots. Like, no. we, we can just... We can keep that for another episode because I think that's, like, a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah.
0: The robot that I did get really excited about when I saw mm-hmm. is the... Disney have these stunt robots and Mm. Disney definitely invest a lot in like the newest technology and they are amazing they were showing them doing like backflips through the air and like stunt falls and moved Mm. like a human body and it swung on a thing and then it did like a flip in the air and it Mm. landed in a net and I was like oh you could totally have robots doing flying trapeze doing flying trapeze yeah
1: and another thing that Disney are really good at not just their stunt robots that they use in like filming or in their big stunt shows and stuff, but they also are really good with their animatronics. And like for a long time, they have been uh, investing and building and always at the forefront of being like, when you come to our theme parks, you will see things, you know, that obviously aren't real because they have dragons and caves and talking animals and stuff, but that move and look so real that it becomes very believable. Uh, and that's that's their whole thing they want people to feel like they've entered a magical kingdom mm. so if they can create an elephant that walks and moves and <laughs> looks just like dumbo as if he's stepped right out of a cartoon like straight onto the street what does that mean for circus like can we could we just have no limits could we have animatronics yeah. doing things for us in circus uh, performing alongside us could we get clowns that can do crazy crazy funny things that the human body can't do or couldn't do repetitively and stuff like that
0: mm. and would it but would it be funny would it be funny if it's not a human that's interesting yeah that's true i think i have i definitely have this hesitation around um
1: you don't like robots. I think that's coming across really clear in this episode.
0: I don't know if I do, yeah. But one one way that I am really excited about the idea of technology being used in live performance is in relation to accessibility. Mm-hmm. So there's loads of really cool ways that you can use all this new technology to like convert, say, light into sound or sound into light Ooh. so that if you are deaf or if you're blind, that, that you can still experience that element of a show yeah. without it having to be... like Um, simplified down into a way that then means you're losing the art so -hmm. like if you could have the sound made into a like lightscape of like projections or lasers or something you know flowing like the music then that is way more interesting than someone having to read a caption that says like um, melancholic music plays now yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah like they've recently um, got these at the National Theatre have recently got these glasses um, which are smart captioning so they will live caption the play along the bottom of the screen which is super cool
1: yeah so imagine doing that for circus as well like it just and anywhere you look in the ring you get the captions of what's going on Mm. and a greater sense of like yeah the mood that, that the act is trying to get across yeah that's so clever
0: and i think the thing with a lot of accessibility features is that people see them as for one specific group of people um and allowing access to people that can't maybe get it in um the most common way but actually by like adding all these different elements you can like make something a lot richer and like if everyone gets all of like you can experience something in so many different ways and to be able to choose that yeah I just think is really cool
1: yeah no that that makes a lot of sense like how you were describing um your example of the man who um can't move and and he has a robot that works in a restaurant for him and so he gets to interact with people you could therefore have that exact same thing in circus, you could have someone who desperately wants to be a performer and can think of all the tricks and the routines and, and yeah, the music and the costume. They could they can do all that part, and um, but they can't actually step into a ring and perform it. You could give them some kind of VR robot thing yeah. and then they could perform it. And I don't know what, like, obviously the moral implications of all this are really, really grey because it's like, mm. oh, you're just trying to give someone worth only if they're actively doing something. Um, But then the other side is that people like to do things and it'd be really nice to give people the opportunity. Uh, You know, it's Mm. tricky. I'm not going to pick it apart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. There's definitely loads of um, philosophical ways to get into that. And it's that thing of like, well, actually, if our performers could be replaced by robots, like, are we actually valuing our performers as individuals? Or does that mean that it's just about creating this athletic body, you know, that then can achieve the things mm-hmm. you know if you want to create a massive spectacle then you need lots of little parts to create a big image and it's not not knocking that at all but it's that thing of like mm. basically people get left out Of circus like any other thing in the world so if it's just you know a white cis able-bodied person who's really muscly that we celebrate in the circus then like what ideals does that mean that we're celebrating as a culture well
1: what we were what we were discussing when we were talking about robots before we started recording was that if the thing that um that companies that own circuses desire is just a vague human shape that can (laughs) do these things and do them on command and has a bonus of one not being able to be hurt and two being able like you don't have to pay them and also you know they 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 have less needs then the next logical step for what circus must desire and must want is is a robot they're looking Mm. for robots because the things that they want are what robots can give us but then if you have a circus with only robots in is it even circus anymore is it
0: basically the robots are taking our jobs the robots are taking our jobs and it's we thought that we thought that meant office jobs we thought that meant whatever banking and industry but it turns out it also means circus no one is safe
1: <laughs> and let's think about this guys i'm going to i'm going to scare you now okay so if we're looking at having a circus that is full of robots i'm going to tell you all what robots can do right now robots can paint they can dance they can do crazy backflips like They can do all kinds of acrobatics, they outdo us now. They can juggle. We've seen robots that can juggle. They can yeah. juggle as well. So we, so you've got all the little boxes ticked. And Ruby, you just said that you'd seen some that basically do swinging trapeze for these stunts. You can fire them out of cannons. You can make <laughs> them go along a little tightrope. I've seen little wheels go along tightropes. they don't get hurt. And also, sometimes, if you've ever seen like a YouTube video of them testing robots, they're hilarious. <laughs> so you've got your clowning <laughs> covered. Imagine a funny little three-legged mm. robot like totalling along and then like slipping on a banana peel. It's so funny. We just put some googly eyes on them and we're set.
0: (laughs) That feels so dystopian. And like, it's basically like Romans having people in an arena and we're just like, watch the robots. Oh God, that's like Robot Wars. It already exists. Yeah, it is like Robot Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting. I think the stuff that I really engaged with when doing this research is when the technology was being used alongside a person. So like someone juggling with a robot when you've got a butt plug laser.
1: So you like it when humans and, and technology work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Because then yeah, I don't know, like it's that that that's is the stuff that I engaged with. Like ultimately watching a laser show or a drone show, you know, that's the thing they have drone races, all of that stuff. Like, I know that it's impressive, but ultimately I just don't really engage with it very much. And I
1: Yeah, I just don't care really. Like, oh okay, great, a
0: machine doing a job. But whether if someone was like doing club passing with a drone great or like clowning with a little assistant oh yeah
1: it's yeah that's true it suddenly becomes like a next level doesn't it like yeah if there was a a normal human clown and then a little robot clown as their like sidekick double the fun and double the laughter what a great gimmick oh and actually
0: super good at the moment because we were talking about how actually because of the pandemic social um circuses are struggling to work out how they can reopen and one thing in particular that they're thinking about is that uh, everyone's just going to have to do solo acts and we don't really want that but actually if you're doing a duet with a robot you're not going to
1: get it (laughs) and robots aren't even allowed to wash their hands because they would short circuit which is so
0: (laughs) yeah so basically (laughs) robot collabs that's what we need robot, collab-
1: robot collabs is what we're preaching right now and the- <laughs> that's our hot take <laughs> i really hope that some people that are listening go whoa yeah why haven't i why haven't someone done this why isn't there are juggling robots out there there's loads of them i've seen them in real life and like there's all kinds of different yeah. kinds of them as well so why is no one like juggling with a robot on stage It'd be so freaking cool i can't wait yeah this is the future it's a great hot take <laughs> <laughs> thanks ruby thank you for listening to monkey see monkey discuss this has been rosie and ruby you can check out our other podcast which is called not my monkeys got circus news reviews and interviews i love saying that you can (laughs) check that out this podcast is part
0: of circus voices brought to you by circus talk For more circus news, jobs, auditions and events, go to circustalk.com, the leading online network for the international circus community. Original Circus Talk podcast music by Book Kennison. Thanks for listening.